and welcome to another episode of the Vadvani Viewpoint podcast. My name is Manali Shah and today's conversation is going to be all about startups. Joining us is Shivjeet Khatke, the co-founder and CEO of the hugely successful app StepsetGo. And when I say hugely successful, I mean it. The AI-enabled fitness app has seen over 10 million downloads across India. The app features a unique rewards-based system that motivates the users to continue working towards their fitness goals. So Shivjeet, welcome to the show and thank you so much for taking the time out to be here. Could you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and StepsetGo? Yeah, I'm Shivjeet Kadge. I am the co-founder and CEO of StepsetGo and it's an absolute pleasure to be here. I hear about everything that you've been doing and you've been helping startups at least connect with different people and giving them content. text to how to go about their startup journey and i think if i had known about this when i was starting up like at least like when in 2017 2018 it would have been priceless for me right because you learn the most from other people's mistakes and if they are coming forward and telling you what to focus on what not to focus on and it's not just book knowledge it helps quite a bit because usually you need to understand your market and yeah so it's the best information you get is from other founders that have actually gone through the journey right so absolutely love being here and uh, let me give you a little bit of a context about what stepsetgo is stepsetgo is a fitness application that uh, rewards you for your movement essentially so uh, how stepsetgo works i'm just going to go to the basics so everybody understands what we are talking about and then we can talk about what happened why it happened and everything else like so stepsetgo was created purely on the concept of not enough people actually track their exercise every day so it could be a walk it could be a run whatever it is people don't have an idea of how much they've done and because they don't have that idea they feel like they can't take on a fitness journey because it's too daunting or too much for them to actually take on today they know they want to be healthy the point is the immediate you there's no danger to your health if you don't go for a walk today right it's just going to compound over time and it's something the fear is very far for you so you don't inculcate that habit starting now but if you just start recording what you're doing it's easier to just kind of build on it right so that was the whole concept of steps and go when we started steps and go works in a way where you download the steps and go application you start walking uh, for every step that you take you will get these things called steps and go points and these coins you can use from a plethora of different things from discount codes on brands that you love it could be any brands like a bevakuf puma whatever that might be or you can even get free products from a plethora of different brands for exchanging this right a currency for that so that is essentially the hook of getting people in right but we put a very very high focus on the social construct of how people interact with each other and the gamification side so i have a personal journey that i want to go over and get different things as well as i have public journeys which i can complete with right so socialization and gamification is very important we try to take it one step at a time the overall concept is to make fitness simple fun and rewarding right and that is what we are trying to do that's a short intro <laughs> Absolutely that's incredible being rewarded for just doing what you need to do anyway is amazing so yes let's talk about 
how the things came about. I believe that when you were brainstorming with your co-founders, there were a bunch of ideas that went from the drawing board to fully functional business models. I want to talk to you about the process. How did you go about evaluating each idea? How scientific and rigorous was that process? So let me tackle this question in two parts. First, I'll tackle the question about what were the ideas prior to Steps I'd Go and why we didn't necessarily dive into them full time, right? Yeah, it's important to understand the co-founders, who, the working co-founders of Steps I'd Go to understand the story. So, uh, so Masal is my childhood friend, right? We went to the same boarding school, right? And uh, uh, he is basically the full stack developer. And right now at Steps I'd Go, he handles product and design, right? Uh, Abhay is the first Abhay Pai is the second third co-founder including me and he took his first job with Masal so both of them used to work together and know how they work and they work best together both of them are tech powerhouses right so now that context is out of the way uh, so Masal and me after we finished our studies and I had about seven to eight years of advertising experience back then and Masal obviously had worked in tech for multiple different companies and we started we started brainstorming on providing a solution for a problem from an app based solution right so we had two or three different concepts one concept went into actually almost launching and that concept was a full time solution for pets from where to get your pets to uh, doctor's appointments to getting walkers to getting buying things for it a one-stop solution for anything to do with pet owners and this kind of infringes into the second half of the question of what all do you do before you actually jump in right because you need to quit the job that is paying you a sufficient salary to take this on one thing that I suggest to founders to not do is have one foot in both, right? And that is the mistake that even I had started doing and a lot of people do because then you don't have, because in case you're getting into something, do it properly, right? But obviously do your research before this. And that's why that app didn't work because we actually started researching and we found a lot of different apps providing similar solutions. and. We went, we got a financial advisor, we created the full business plan, everything was done. And we were just trying to figure out now, should we take the plunge, quit our job and start working on this or no? And while we were doing research of this marketplace, right, at least in India, we found an app in Italy called Dog Wow. And that was essentially doing everything we had thought of and more. And it had 50,000 downloads and that's it. Right? and it had existed for five years or four years at that point right? and then we realized that maybe we are missing something right somebody has built everything that we want to build and more and they've sort of solutions that are beyond what we thought we would get two three years down the line and even then they don't have the traction in a much more developed pet market right and that is why we started having reservations and started thinking about something else Steps and Go's idea actually came from Abhay, who is the third co-founder. And interestingly enough, when Nasar and me were working on this pet concept, Abhay was working on a very similar pet concept with somebody else. And this happened by chance, right? And we were sitting and discussing those pet concepts over a drink. And that's when Abhay said a very interesting thing. He had just put on a little weight at that point of time. And he basically turned around and told us, and we were poking fun at him, obviously, for putting on that little weight. And uh, he basically turned around and said, I will not go to the gym unless that gym pays me. Right? <laughs> and that is what started the concept of Steps I Go, right? Saying that, how do we get me? Because fitness is just looked at as something that's boring, right? And for Steps I Go, again, we went through the same process. Now we had two tech powerhouses, so we knew we could build the app from the ground up, right? 
we have to just sit dig a hole all three of us sit brainstorm of what the concept is going to be and take it forward right and essentially we wanted to solve problems that were already in the market problems related to no lack of motivation after you start because you start working out you want so what happens is i will get up on the 1st of jan and say i want a six pack today right yeah. so yeah. you will take a gym membership you will get a trainer you'll buy new clothes you'll buy new shoes you'll spend everything you have to and you'll start with a new diet plan new nutrition plan everything 7 days later it's all gone because motivation is over right you'll start again next year i have full realistic clarity that i will <laughs> but full <laughs> motivation is gone and we wanted to stop that cycle right and we wanted to start up with the most basic we did a lot of market research i'm not going inside that specifically to not make this too long right but we found out basically we had a large market that we had to play with the point was that we have 45 million users that are core fitness who have tried this they have downloaded an app they go for a walk they go they play tennis whatever that might be but we have 350 million users that are not even doing that but are health conscious so we wanted them to start their fitness journey by just counting their steps right and then upgrade them to more complex Uh, workout routines, right? And what we also knew is, once they start taking on an app and they start this journey, it's fitness. It's boring. They're going to drop off. We wanted them to come back into the same ecosystem. That is where the coins came into play, right? And Steps and Goals' vision at that point was to make sure that at any given point of time, no matter what fitness activity you want to do, Steps and Goals Steps and Goals facilitate it. So if you want to go to the gym, I'll give you the best discount at the gym. Go to the gym. We'll authenticate that you've gone there and give you coins for that. Suddenly now I can compete with the guy who's walking while I'm swimming, right? So we wanted to do that. We wanted to make a barrierless fitness ecosystem so we can gamify and socialize extensively. And even if you fall off the system, you can come back because the coins are waiting for you. So you come back. We have more solutions. So that is essentially what the plan was. And obviously, we went through a large number of. business models at least we we created three fully functioning ones before we actually started because all three of us had to quit our job and start doing this right which we did and we had the app up and running in 6 months after wow. we started after we quit our job right right <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about business models what are the key essentials that go into a successful business model okay so for us right i don't i don't believe this is i think this is sound advice for most people to go with for us what was very very important from the beginning is the business needs to be a business it needs to make revenue right it needs to have a user base that is interested in it and we need to be solving a solution that is is solving a problem that is inherent in the market our problem was people weren't usually what happens is somebody solving that you solve it in a better manner right the case with us was this problem wasn't being solved how do you get users to at least start tracking with the temptation of doing that while also getting them back into the same ecosystem after they drop off right so a sound for me keep very clear this things of you need to know when you're breaking even when the money is going to start flowing in when the business is going to be profitable it needs to be very it can't be i will get a lot of users and then i'll figure profit cannot be that right your business model needs money and it needs to make money fast right that yeah it's obviously depends on industry to industry but we are very clear about that is how business should work because that's how businesses that's how you make sustainable businesses you cannot make businesses on the thing of i will keep raising money but keep trying to grow this and then i'll figure how i use this data one misconception that i've seen amongst most okay amongst most people generally is that 
I am collecting a lot of data, and because I have data, I obviously can monetize this at some point of time. Just having a lot of data doesn't mean you have a way to monetize that data, right? Okay. So don't focus on your monetization model, right? And make sure that there is there are enough people that want it. So it needs to be based on yes. a lot of market research, and it needs to be sound when it comes to will it make money? Because at the end of the day, you have to pay the team. I'm not saying you make money, become a billionaire, right? You should think right. about your you should think about all that. It's very important. But at the end of the day, make sure it's sustainable, right? right absolutely and you mentioned market research so how important would you say is research and data mining before starting up and how did you go about it let's talk about that as well okay so uh, to be very honest it took us 6 months to build the application once we started building it it took us 1 year to actually get to the building stage right so it took us half the time to actually put our thoughts into action and have a ready product and it took us one year of trying to build conviction to that idea right so that is how much market research is more important than actually building it because the more market research you do the more you understand what you are trying to build the more people you talk to right it, that will define what you build right so it's imperative if you don't have that and you're starting on a gut feeling you've gone wrong before you started on the also right because you can't think that i think the market needs this you need to go talk to them right one more key key thing that i need to tell every college student who's planning to start his own business is don't be shy to talk about your idea because you say usually i've heard this happen multiple times and even i went through this where i have a great idea in my head i think it's a great idea right if you don't bounce it off people you don't know the holes in that idea right and you don't bounce it off people because you think oh it's my idea it's so unique if i tell you he will build it or she will build it before me that is the worst mistake you can do because your idea can be crap <laughs> i'm sorry to for the use of that word but you you are you need a sounding board that's why that's what investors do when they come on to your business right what that's what as a startup all startups need to think of creating as a you need to have a sounding board for all your ideas to be vetted and that is most essential when you start off right so talk about your idea talk about it passionately just understand that most people who are already in the business have already thought about what you're thinking it's not an idea that you have that is completely so the only way to mature that idea into something that people haven't built is by talking to more people most people in larger businesses don't have the bandwidth to build an entire product they will wait for you to build it and take over it it's good use their experience right that is research talk to everybody <laughs> correct correct and did you rely on any reports for estimating the market size before you started out absolutely we still do right so right now so obviously you read everything that's out there right everything that is catering to market you look at all so we didn't have a necessary comparable and that is what caused one of the biggest issues that we had when we were uh, raising right so usually when we talk to investors investors will say do you have a global comparable and let's see their business model and how are you doing things differently or are you following the same thing in this market that's why we have conviction that you will this thing so separate have that so for us it was reading about what works in the fitness industry and how where it's going wrong right so it was more of us understanding oh this is how things work this is what a sweaty january thing for gymming is uh whatever whatever the concept might be it was more about understanding everything we could from the fitness industry to try and 
poke holes into what we can change how can we change that right reports you could, you could read reports of um, companies that have already raised money what they have raised money on what is this thing how how tough are they having to acquire users you can also read a lot of psychology to understand if that need is there right so from uh, from a reading perspective read everything right now in case you are coming into new technologies right if you suppose you go, you you want to go into the web3 space start uh, this is the easiest time to move into that i'm just taking an example right yes easiest time because web3 is focused on telling you everything about how that economy works so every web3 application this thing has a white paper that breaks down everything they do so your idea is completely there for you because they want to make sure you own that property right that's what the whole thing is so right now if you're in that field just read all the white papers that are out there it's just knowledge it's just business models waiting for you to just read through everything that they've thought they've spent two years building or just putting together you can read in the next half an hour that's immense power you have at your fingertips yeah that's great insight and i'm sure that's spurned a few more ideas for the people that are tuning in <laughs> So thanks for that extra tip. So <laughs> now let's talk about marketing. Steps that Go has seen a lot of success in not just tier one cities but tier two and tier three cities as well. And you have advertising experience of about ten years. So how was your marketing strategy different, or rather, how was your go-to market strategy different for different locations, specifically the tier two and tier three cities? So this answer is going to come off as a little boring because at the end of the day, what we did was we relied on complete and utter viral and user referral growth for steps that go to expand to the way it did, right? Or get the kind of traction into the way it did, and essentially, marketing and uh, just marketing in general can be made a lot easier if you are solving a problem because then people that are using your application become your brand ambassadors. right and they are the ones that spread the message and steps that go took full advantage of that right because at the when we made the application we knew we were solving a problem we knew that people wanted this solution even though that solution wasn't there but whoever we spoke to you they used to be a sense of disbelief first that this is actually happening and then it used to be like my already i am already doing this i might as well use steps and go while i do this right and then then the social element came in and we kept a big focus on social because we knew the growth was going to come from that so when it comes to the go to market strategy we didn't have a strategy for tier 2 and tier 3 it completely spilled over from the tier 1 cities that we were going and introducing our apps to right and these people were championing and becoming our brand ambassadors for the next level right now when people relatively know about the application and this thing the cost effective ways to go about it is to understand which users for us because for us the growth comes from users and growth coefficient has generally been very high when i when i talk about growth coefficient it means that if i had a user how likely is he to invite other users to the platform right so for us that has always been high and what we are trying to do what we now do and luckily because we've had so much organic growth we can do is understand the psyche of the users that are using the application who are the ones that invite the most amount of people get categorize them into one compartment and target those kind of users so just look like audiences in different cities and different districts is what we do and we push this thing to them sometimes we even go as far as if you find one or two people that are getting interested we actually go through the effort our product team actually calls them 
and ask them what is the thing why are they spreading the application what do they like about it and we take insights from that and we put that into the messaging when we are trying to talk to the audience right so that is in my so obviously because you are targeting more the cost is higher but again if your growth coefficient is high then it's worth it right 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 and did you face any challenges while trying to penetrate the tier 2 and tier 3 cities and if so how did you overcome them so uh, what so the challenges that stepset go faced is not from a place of identifying users and pushing the app to that user the challenges came when users tried to understand the application who weren't really so they downloaded the application how do the steps turn into coins how do i earn more coins how do i earn more coins every day uh, like what are the different ways what are the all the features in the application because our application suddenly started growing in features as we started expanding right so what we had to take a step back is to try because we were anyway penetrating tier 2 cities the point was we were seeing uninstalls in tier 2 cities because they weren't understanding the application as well and as fast right so we had to actually tone down the user journey for new users and not show our feature and basically introduce them to features a little later so what we started off is we put more uh, we looked at the onboarding flow in a more new manner right we gave them very very easy tasks to just think now we have things called onboarding tasks give you a lot of coins but it tells you how each and every function of steps and go works so that also has become gamified for people to earn more coins they have to go through this but now you get a full introduction to the application over time right so we solved problems that were inside the application for that audience more than trying to figure out how to reach our audience because we already had access to that audience right right okay okay and uh, how should new founders or startups approach the media landscape in these locations uh, to get the most bang for their buck it so there are a lot of different hacky ways that you can do it depends on the industry that you are in right even i have gone and stood with placards in my hometown saying that uh, this is the app that i started come download it right so there are ways to do it depending on what your budgets are but if so and the solution that i'm going to talk about cost this thing is going to be more on the lines of larger companies because if you want to look at the media landscape you're not going to be a startup that's done a seed round and going to tier 2 city that's spending the best way is to optimize your ads on your programmatic ads and look at your cac and reduce that as much as possible right you're not going to have anything that you need to do from a hacky standpoint in tier 2 and tier 3 cities is going to require feet on ground which startups can't essentially uh, unless you have a team that kind of goes there and does around then tries to pick up and then puts growth coefficients there right where you tell people this uh, phone pay and this thing have spent a lot of money trying to penetrate this because they have feet on ground so when it comes to hacky ways try and figure out how the one user that you got in the tier 2 or tier 3 city becomes that brand ambassador this thing create a incentivized model for them if you have to where you are constantly rewarding them for introducing your application or your product to more people right find champions in your user base plant those champions in those cities and then do whatever you want to keep those champions happy because that is your growth right okay. that is what i would do that that is how i would go about at least trying to penetrate tier 2 to tier 3 with right. limited budget Right, and what about traditional media like out of home advertising or print ads, even radio for that matter? You won't have the money for that if you're a startup. Okay, so you yes, won't recommend it. <laughs> no, okay. I, I would recommend it if you can. If you can yeah. see the 
the problem with uh, non digital media is that it's hard to tell you exactly what return you got on your spends right you could right you could okay. but uh, historically it's harder than uh, than, uh, than something that you can track from the start to finish right? right right some some products just need it right but usually even if i take radio spots in a tier 2 city it doesn't come to me you need to have a marketing budget of over 10 lakhs <laughs> right to even have enough this thing you're not just going to do it on one day you're going to take a monthly this thing you're going to take spots those spots okay. are different ways right so i wouldn't recommend the conventional okay. channels at all unless you've raised money or you're immensely profitable and you know exactly how much your cac costs so then you can always back calculate if you can do it or you can't do it right okay so speaking about money let's talk about funding as well steps at go has raised 5 crore in seed funding that's not a small amount by any means so congratulations on that first of all and let's talk about the factors that enabled you to raise that funding steps at go in in terms of its funding journey has uh, been a mixed bag right so we, we tend to Uh, when we started we tend to got, uh, tend to get a lot of uh, investors excited because of the kind of growth that we were doing but we also uh, got them uninterested in us fairly fast because our model uh, our revenue model was based around advertising right so uh, by default if you are so basically how advertising revenue works is that you are getting money mostly from google or facebook for advertising they are anyway taking 40% of your cut or whatever as 40% don't quote me on this but yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> it's not completely clear how much of that is being gone to google and whatever this because that not thing but they, they take a cut from whatever you are earning so at the end of the day if you truly want to scale and become a unicorn let's say for that matter right you can't scale it just on this revenue right because there is a glass ceiling there and that is where steps and goes first kind of hurdle came into the way because while we have growth while we had very good stickiness while we are actually number 1 in india when it comes to user retention user growth user stickiness when it comes to the fitness category right we still were making money through advertising uh, throughout the first one one and a half years we were a profitable organization at that point of time we kept the money aside for a rainy day which we needed right and uh, because covid hit right, right. so <laughs> and our team had grown so luckily we had made sure that we had some buffer to sustain through that right and um, and at that point of time advertising revenue also dropped so that was the first uh, this thing right first hurdle that we had so then we had to actually put solutions in place that kind of diversified our revenue streams right and once we started doing that funding became easier right so people started connecting with us uh, people actually were interested in how we are moving across what the vision is right our vision also went through two or three iterations because at the end of the day you might know what you are doing but you need to basically your investors need to understand what your vision is right and that requires you to go over it once or twice right it needs to be articulated in the best possible manner and um, uh, and we none of us come from a finance background so <laughs> for us it was harder to try and uh, convince what we are doing from an excel file for our users but again when you are doing the job day in and day in night you learn things so we got used to it over time and then that is so that was the primary reason so that became dynamic it became easier because we had different channels right now we have channels 
right now we have uh, revenue coming directly from our users right now we have corporate tie ups right now we have our own ad engine running where we don't need to rely on facebook and google i can go directly to a png and run their campaign right so all that is already in place essentially Right. And what advice do you have for founders looking to raise seed funding? What kind of criteria do they need to adhere to? We've already been over these things, right? So have a uh, you need to have a solution that the market requires, right? And you need to have enough. Uh, you need to have made a case that actually basically translates to your investors, and they see that there is this problem, and you actually are the right solution for this, right? Most of the time, what happens is you usually have somebody that's made it. so that's why that's where the confidence comes from and then they look at the founders how they, what they feel about your, the founders because in the beginning right when you're raising your first round you're raising it on the founders right they while the investors care about the business plan is and all that they need to be convinced that the founder can do what he's saying he's going to do and they will put basically put money on the founder that is what they're doing that's why we see people from iits and iims Yeah, uh, e- have an easier task to raise funds because they've already shown that they are they a conviction to have gone through that process when they were younger and stick to thing, right? And obviously they are the creme de la creme of the Indian, <laughs> uh, basically yeah. uh, whatever ecosystem. Yeah. So obviously make sure that you know what you are. Tell- make sure you research everything that the investor you are talking to is into. right make sure the solution that you are providing is a solution that is necessary make sure you are innovating in some degree and make sure you have a sustainable business plan right okay. if you if you check those things you'll raise money there's no chance you won't raise money right right that's nicely <laughs> summed up so let's say that a founder has raised money now after that how can, what can they do to ensure that they are investing the money in the business in a way that ensures business sustainability and growth no investor is going to give you money without you having a plan for that money <laughs> yeah i say this where there are daunting examples of things that are happening when this is not the case but <laughs> <laughs> but if you are not a founder who's had a successful exit and you are the first time founder they will be very interested in knowing exactly where the funds are going to be used right and that is the best place to see if what your plans are are resonating with people with experience right so you can you, most of the time you'll have vc if you have a uh, this thing what do you call it? if you have a mainstream vc that is investing in you then they'll go through the due diligence they will have a vetting system of what you're doing what then they will suggest also what needs to be done and this is our experience and everything right but usually when you go pitch to somebody about the concept and why you need the funds you need to also talk about where those funds are going to be used right and even if you don't have systems in place when it comes to mis reporting and how this thing there will be a system that will be given to you by the investors which will take account for how you are spending the money that you've got right so usually when you are raising if you raise the round you already know how you are spending that money obviously things change on a daily level obviously you should pivot obviously you should lean the you should read the lean startup if you <laughs> basically i'm i'm also putting books of things that you should yeah. read when you are starting up but uh, so yeah so usually if you if you've closed the round it's all about sticking to your plans if they are working don't get carried away by the fact that you have money so okay i'll experiment a little bit more without having a reason to why i'm experimenting don't get blinded by okay the confidence is there i have the money i can spend it here because i have a gut feeling don't lose 
the site of how you raise that money right and just use it in the best possible manner to make sure you enable whatever your the thing growth revenue whatever that is right right that's something to keep in mind when we talk about raising the next round what are the found uh, what are the factors that the founders should consider uh, what uh, is there a right time or is there a trigger for something like that so usually you will raise a round and you will have when you raise a round right you will set goals that i will do this 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 and this with the money that i'm getting in right you will have some investors will give you targets that you'll have to hit some investors might not hit the targets they'll have features that you want to launch right or revenue number that you have to whatever the case might be usually you'll raise a round to do certain things if you do those things much faster than you're expected then you can actually go to the next round of investors and say look i raised this money this is what i was supposed to do i used only half of that money but now i want to scale usually how investment rounds work is your seed round usually gives you the capital to put your proof of concept into actually expanding it to a degree where you understand whether the market is ready for your solution or no and if there is a key driver that you have seen that if you put money in that it will grow substantially that is where the C- uh, series a comes from because series a is usually termed for growth capital right because now you know everything that's working and you're going to use that capital for, to multiply everything that you have tenfold 100 fold 1000 depending on if you are bitcoin or more but <laughs> so this is great so that's that's essentially where uh, i'm coming from when it comes to raising the next round right it depends on what you raise the last round for even if you learn enough and you don't do anything that you did in the last round but you build the infrastructure and then obviously you can showcase that all this money is used here 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 some of it got wasted because we tried a few things but this is what we could do if you've done everything that you're supposed to that you said you would do after the round you will be able to raise the next round with a multiplier there's no doubt about this there are situations where nothing goes according to plan right and then you have to basically either extend your round or do a down round whatever that might be right but uh, at the end of the day if you hit your other things that's if you hit everything that you want to do and now you know you need the infusion of to grow substantially that's when you usually if you do everything you're supposed to fomo get the investment community and they'll they'll reach out to you if you're lucky and then they'll say tell me more about it i see you've done this i see you now you're doing this tell me more right so usually after you raise the first round you'll have investors that are in constant touch because it's a small community that people of people that invest right. in companies right so you will be in the frame you'll know that you can raise more money now it's up to you to decide is the right time now or should i i have runway for another 24 months let me build this feature so when i launch that i'll get a better multiplier so i can raise right. a bigger amount to do more things right at the end of the day you just look at why you are raising the next round sure now let's uh, talk about the final uh, question i have uh, which is about supply chain networks right so stepset go partners with a wide range of brands from lifestyle products to food products now what would be your advice to founders who are trying to build a robust supply chain network or a robust partner system so i can give a little bit of insight on the partner system because we work with 400 brand partners to kind of fuel the bazaar that we have the reward systems that we have for users to exchange their coins in right so uh, essentially now everybody so steps and go acts as a platform where they get more visibility 
for them to kind of showcase their product and that kind of solves the problem of where we are when it comes to the marketplace as of today right d2c brands that differentiating in a way where basically now your garnier your thing are being substituted by people like mama earth and people like right. that because they're differentiating in the way that they have placed themselves in the market it's all about branding True. it's all about segmentation and placement of your product right so i would say that when you are getting into the space think of your differentiator right at least from if if you are coming into that space think of your differentiator and know that the models that you have thought of of where you are going to sell your product and how you are going to sell your product are already saturated right suppose you are an electronics brand that you are trying to launch if you are trying to use amazon as i think it's going to cost you because you have to pay to showcase yeah. your product in the first world right and now you have to find different ways of doing it so basically have a strategy for how you're going to brand how you're going to position your market and then just hit that in a way that you know how you're going to do it right the problem right now is people still think of conventional ways they'll say oh i'll do facebook ads or i'll do this thing a lot of people are doing that your cac is going to be higher right a lot higher and then it might not sustain with your ltv right whatever that case might be so make sure you know what you're doing and when you come inside the thing and have have things like steps that go uh, that are helping you sell more and get you more visibility and there are a lot of platforms that are doing this i'm not saying steps that go is the only one that's doing it. there are lots yeah. of platforms that are doing it. identify those right before you get inside it and if you can try and put logistics onto somebody else like and now there's so many logistics solutions also and uh, even if you is the first investor you talk to will tell you you will get killed in logistics right because the indian logistics scene is a headache it's a, it's all across the world but the good part is you have people like i think logistics ship rockets who have and delivery all these yeah <laughs> some unicorns non unicorns that are helping you out quite a bit so now your stress is more on branding and differentiation and less on these because you can just give this away to people that can handle it for you right so interestingly yeah. logistics is becoming less and less of a problem thanks to these behemoths that are coming into the market you still have to do your basics With that, we come to an end of this episode of the Badhwani Viewpoint podcast with Shivjeet Kadke, the co-founder and CEO of Stepset Co. We've spoken about funding, business models, marketing, and supply chain networks. My name is Manali Shah, and I'll see you in the next one.